Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Sometimes the best laid plans, I'll tell you. Greetings and good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan, the host of our show, or the co-host of our show, I guess, is directly across from him. Just call him Papa. That's his favorite name. I should call you Papa on the show. Would you like that? No. Okay, moving on. I'm not your Papa. <laughs> yeah, my actual... Not only that, I don't wish to be your Papa. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sure that my actual papa wanted to know. He did, of course. <laughs> Don't be silly. All right. Welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Mr. Rob Center is our fabulous producer, so he's going to take good care of you. If you call our toll-free line, which is 1-800-795-9565, we can talk about the impeachment trial. It begins tomorrow in the U.S. Senate, and uh, the president's out with a pretty compelling case that the whole thing is some sort of a hoax. So you can comment on that. Uh, we got some emails that are already pending that have uh, different topics. One about the state constitutional amendment, which all of our Republican local lawmakers support, but turns out it's just a quick end around to gerrymander uh, the state Supreme Court, Superior Court, and Commonwealth Court uh, rather than have uh, democratically chosen individuals. Well, come. So, Would you turn my microphone on, please? It is. It's not loud. I can't oh, hear it's myself. it's not loud enough. Okay. No. There we go. Say now, now I sound imbalanced with Say you. how wrong I am, please. You are totally wrong Perfect. because this plan will guarantee a more diverse court. Not just Philadelphia and Pittsburgh Democrats, but people from all over the state. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right. So Joe's is, uh, is he's in town all week. Make sure you tip your bartenders and your waitresses. Good comedic activity. I love it, Joe. Nicely done. All right. So we can talk about that. Uh, we have the New York Times endorsed two of the Democratic presidential contenders, both of whom are uh, the real deal as far as I'm concerned, and I, and I hope they both win. And How can they both win, Mark? There's only going to be one president into the United States. One president, one vice president. Well, then they can't both win. They're both running for president. Well, I know, but the, the, uh, to come out of this mess with a vice presidential nomination will be And they would good be too. like oil and water on the same ticket. They don't agree with each other. One's got some common sense. The other's so far out, it's not even funny. Okay, so we'll talk about that. All right. Uh, you can email us at onthemarket.com. You can text us at 70236. We would just love to hear from you. So we're starting up the impeachment trial. Um, I read the president's remarks about uh, the impeachment sham, and actually pretty good compelling reading. It sort of reads like one of his speeches, but that's all right. But uh, he does talk once again about the fact that no crime has been committed, and to that, uh, uh, I guess it's not necessary that an actual felony-type crime was committed, but 
but it certainly would. Well, you may disagree be, with me, be but harder to pin down something. I think it's pretty obvious that the Democrats have been hoisted by their own petard. They rushed through the process. Oh, here we go. They How many did, times have you said this on on the mark? This is the twenty sixth time you've said they rushed this through. They now did. they want to wait. No, all I'm no, I'm not. They want to wait. They've sent the results over. But I think what's happened here is that they've created their own record, which is flimsy, and now they want the Senate to correct their problem. If they had taken that extra month that Nancy Pelosi sat on those uh, documents and conducted more investigations, subpoenaed more of the people they wanted to hear from, mm-hmm. you know, done all of that, waited if they had to take the president to court to get what they wanted, take him to court, see if they win, see if they lose, if they had done all that, then I would say they'd be in good shape. But right now, they sent all this over, and I don't think that this trial should be about anything other than the impeachment articles already submitted and the record already created by the Democrats. To start adding new stuff to it, I think is unfair to the president. They impeached this man on the basis of what they sure. had. Now, I think they either rise or fall on their rush to judgment. All right. Well, that's fine. I, I don't have any problem with that. What possible difference does it make? You know, the Senate's not going to convict him, even if Les Parnas does his uh, complete and, and total disclosure of everything they ever did. A, they won't believe him, and B, it's it's still not impeachable. It's just further evidence or for, further indication of the quid pro quo. It's it's not the, you know, like a real smoking gun. It's not like a transcript of an actual telephone conversation or something. It's his recollections and so on. So in any event... Uh, it, it doesn't make any difference. Let's get this over with. Well, it's I've had no more delay, Joe. I've had some thin soups in my lifetime, but this is the thinnest soup I've ever seen. I mean, it is actually just running water here. That's about <laughs> it. It's nothing. There's no substance to it at all. All right. Well, we'll take. If they had actually charged him. And where are all the things? Remember when this process started, when the investigation started, these hearings started, it wasn't about the call to the Ukraine, it was about the report from Mueller. You know, nothing in that report made its way into the impeachment articles. Well, this doesn't have anything to do with the Mueller report. You're right. Yeah. This has nothing to do with that. It may have started that way, but the the fact of the matter is a whistleblower came forward and said the president is offering to uh, to uh, release some already promised aid for the Ukrainian exchange for an investigation into Joe Biden. That's tampering with U.S. elections. That's the actual charge uh, that started all of this, and that's a real crime. And it What's could the have crime? been a very... Wait, wait, wait. What's the crime? Well, to tamper with the election by making what? sure that you're using the USA that the Congress allocates. What's not the, the charge for that? Well, it would be a form of bribery. And is that one of the articles of impeachment? No, they didn't put it in there. I, t- I just said that never made it to the in the final end. In the in the end, why they not? Didn't need if that's it what it he was. obstructed Congress. He obstructed Congress by well, by telling them to take me to court. That's your right. A wide range of that's uh, his right. Inf- Mark? He's, he's that's done a wide right. range of infractions. All right, so we would. I mean, has he done some dumb things? Yes. We've I'll only had that this. To you. <laughs> we've had this argument ninety six times. Joe. I know, but now it's relevant because tomorrow's the big no, day. I think it was relevant <laughs> before. So. We'll take more comers All on right. this if you would like to weigh in. Or we can go to another topic. What does your CNN article say? I didn't get it. I saw that you had one. Does it have anything new in it? Well, it says President Trump's legal team will go into his Senate trial on Tuesday arguing that he should never have been impeached because his conduct over the Ukraine does not amount to a criminal offense. Which so, I've said all along. Right. First details of the president's counterargument are emerging from a document the White House sent to Capitol Hill on Saturday night and in television interviews of one of his new legal advisors. Senate Republicans who will serve as jurors are quickly buying in to his new defense. 
What do you think about Alan Dershowitz? What a choice. He picks the only one of them that really has a significant taint to him, to the Epstein. How's that going to help you with he women? He has a taint? Oh, you're he's not familiar de- He's with an that? attorney. He's well, defending no, he defends defended people. Jeffrey Epstein. And Even Jeffrey the- Epstein deserves a defense in right. our legal system. Well, so. I know, but uh, that, that is definitely true. But one of the victims of Jeffrey Epstein says that uh, Alan Dershowitz was in on the inappropriate contact as well, was a perpetrator. Oh, really? Yeah. Gee, isn't that amazing that it comes out after he starts defending people? Oh, no, this has been out for a long time. And what did they accuse him of doing? Uh, underage sex, I believe. I don't know. Alan I don't Dershowitz. Really, I don't really follow it <laughs> too closely, but I, I can tell you that he has. But I'm just saying that's a odd choice. You can choice. tell me he has what? I'm sorry. You said, I can tell you he has. Has what? Had been accused. teenagers or No, been accused. Been accused no, yeah, no, I, I don't know. And if he the has accusation, or not. has it been, has it led to criminal charges? So you ha- you don't believe her, huh? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> right from the get go. I'm not saying <laughs> I believe her. You don't even know the accusation. I'm asking if it has led to criminal lying. Has it led to criminal charges? Uh, no, it's led to investigation, but it okay. hasn't led to charges yet. So charges could be pending? Uh, or has it been dismissed? Charges pending means, that means like you were speeding, but you didn't get the site yet. I don't know that he did this, so I don't know that. Uh, to say charges are pending mean, means that eventually they will be, but uh, I don't know that he did. I'm, I'm just sorry. saying I'm just saying he brings, he's the only one on the team that really brings a taint, although Ken Starr has been, you know... Oh, he, he's, he's tainted. Been, he, he went after the Clintons, so right. he can't be good. Well, but I think... Bad he, man. Bad right. man. You, you never heard any of the negative aspects of his investigation afterward. I've heard negative aspects of his investigation. I've heard okay. negative aspects of the Mueller report. I've heard okay. lots of negative aspects right, of just, almost everything just in Just making country. sure you're paying attention. I am paying but close attention, a, my friend. But that's hardly a uh, problem for him or for the president. That's, you know, he should be a good well, fighter. Put aside, put aside any unsubstantiated charges or allegations against the man. And his record as a constitutional attorney and as a liberal hey, spot on. is un- unblemished. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll take calls on this, join our conversation about impeachment. 1-800-795-9565. More of that clipping. Are we ready to... Oh, you want to take a break or are we going ahead? Well, we're going to take a break in three minutes. Okay. Trump was impeached by the House last month on charges of abuse of power and obstructing Congress. I love this. This is the CNN tag. Over his scheme to pressure the Ukraine for political favors. Doesn't say alleged... He hasn't been convicted of anything, you know, but they say well, over his scheme. scheme. <laughs> well, it's a real scheme. The question is, did, did he really do it or not? Including the announcement of a probe into Joe Biden, a possible 2020 election opponent, Harvard professor emeritus, Alan, professor emeritus, did you catch that? Alan right, Dershowitz. Which means he doesn't really teach. <laughs> <laughs> who has just, just joined Trump's legal brain trust, told CNN State of the Union Sunday he would borrow arguments made by former Supreme Court Justice Benjamin Curtis during the impeachment of President Andrew Johnson in 1868. He argued successfully to the Senate that criminal-like conduct is required. That argument prevailed. I will be making that argument as a lawyer on behalf of the president's defense team against impeachment. And Curtis was right at that time. There was no criminal-like activity on the part of President Johnson in 1868. There's no criminal-like activity on the part of President Trump now. There was no criminal-like activity on the part of Bill Clinton. There was criminal-like activity on 
the part of Richard Nixon, but he resigned before he could be impeached. Right, I agree that this is a significant abuse of power case. I have said since the very get-go that I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not convinced it's impeachable. I certainly think it's wrong, and I think there's a, uh, you know, a lot of governmental questions to be raised as to whether it's appropriate for a president to withhold aid in exchange for an investigation of Joe Biden. But even if he came out and said, yes, I did it, I did it, I did it, I don't think it's impeachable. You know, I, I think this idea that you manipulate aid to gain favor and disfavor and to change people's minds and to encourage them to do some actions they might already be considering doing to expedite those, like an investigation into Joe or Hunter Biden, I think that's been going on for a long time in a lot of different ways. So I don't know that it is criminal uh, if these articles of impeachment uh, have the guts to them, as uh, Nancy Pelosi says they does. It does. We'll hear that in the in the coming days from our managers, and then we'll go from there. But if, I would just like to move on. I mean, well, you know, honestly, the, the, the nation's national nightmare of President Trump's first impeachment effort are uh, have gone on long it's enough. It's not his impeachment effort. It's an effort against him. I'm aware. Okay. Thank you. I've been following this. <laughs> Listen, the President of the United States has a job to Listening. do for the American people, right? That We'll all concede that. Te- this is a, this yes. is a distraction from that job. I think this is strictly political, as true. Andrew Johnson's was, as Very Bill Clinton's true. was. Very true. And it's a disservice to the country. This is not what the framers of the Constitution intended, that it become a political football to try and get somebody out whom, with whom you disagree. But the Dems got them now, baby. Well, the Republicans thought they well, had Bill Clinton. I, th- I think they have what they wanted. They wanted to be able to say as he's running for office, he's an impeached president running for re-election. They have that little asterisk. The Hunter Biden investigation didn't have to happen, so or Joe Biden investigation didn't happen, so that's one of the outcomes. And, um, you know, we, we just should expedite this. It's, you're right, it's a political uh, issue. I mean, it, what, a half a dozen Democrats would have to change their mind for this to uh, to vote for, throw him out of office? And I'll bet he wouldn't leave office. No, he wouldn't. Well, <laughs> he, he would leave convicted. He would be removed one way or the other. Right, with marshals but or they whatever. had to drag him what out. What would they do, to get U.S. marshals in there to drag him out? Well, the minute he would be impeached on any article, his presidency is over. Okay, so he's no longer the president. Immediately, okay, right. Okay, so he's just an interloper. I suspect they would give him a decent interval to clean out his drawers in the office okay. and get his family moved out of the White House, don't Empty you think? the resolute desk. <clears throat> yeah, Leave a note under it <laughs> somewhere in there for the next president. Next president. Well, they always do that. Uh, and, of course, it would be Mike Pence. And I'm sure they would immediately start impeachment proceedings against Mike Pence because I think their ultimate goal is to get Nancy Pelosi in as president of the United States. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think Pence is pretty clean. Well, they would tar him with Trump's brush. I mean, they've already started oh, trying okay. to do just that. He was part of it. Uh, listen, I, I think if we realize the fact that this is just political in nature, we can accept it for what it is, an attempt to get a sitting president by the opposition party. That's all it is. So the next act in the political theater is tomorrow in Washington. Right. And, you know, and the Democrats... I agree with you on that. And the Democrats will say we want, we want more witnesses. And I thought what uh, uh, was said over the weekend, I'm trying to think who that senator is, the one that's... Uh, Lindsey Graham said that you know if we have witnesses we're going to have all the witnesses. They don't just there is no world in which the Democrats get to call the witnesses they want and the Republicans don't get to call the witnesses mm. they want. So if they have a witness if they get uh, one or two democratically called witnesses the Republicans are going to insist on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden whether the Democrats like it or not. So 
One of our listeners says, good morning. Can't wait to watch Trump squirm. Leave it to the judge. Leave Le- what to the judge? Leave it to the judge. I don't know. The judge is... Uh, John Roberts. Right. He's, he's going to be pretty objective. I don't think you're going to hear too much from him. I'd be surprised if he's very verbal. Well, uh, actually, bench. you may be wrong on that because he has the right to ask questions. Oh, I didn't know that. And Salmon Chase, know? who was the uh, chief justice during Johnson's trial, asked many questions. Oh, okay. Now, he was definitely in the bag for Johnson. And who was the judge during President Nixon's... Was it Rehnquist? No. No? Keep going. Uh, Not Nixon. Oh, during Nixon's time, it was... Uh, uh, gosh, I don't know. Well, we, uh, let's take the break, and we'll think about it while we take the break. I'm surprised I can't think of this. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Sounds like we're in the midst of wrapping up our discussion about impeachment. Call us immediately. 1-800-795-9565. We have emails that relate to a Pennsylvania constitutional amendment, one that relates to the economy, and one that relates to tolerance versus acceptance. And that's specifically for Joe, because he's neither tolerant nor accepting. 1-800-795-9565 is our open line. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. One caller waiting, another one coming in. We're talking about the impeachment of President Donald John Trump, which is in the Senate, which we should expedite as soon as humanly possible without any witnesses. It's strictly political, so let's get this little political sham over with. 1-800 thought it was impeachable. That's just, And there's a reason they call my opinions worthless, so Lawrence's worthless opinion. Uh, Dan, you're on the Mark. Thanks for checking in. Hey, good morning, guys. Roy, the big, some of the big hypocrisy of this whole thing, Nancy Pelosi said this is a solemn event. This is not a happy time. we got to get rid of that guy in the right White House. It's very solemn. Then uh, the other day, they were handed out impeachment pens, and they all had big, grins on their face as big as a Chelsea cat. They were really solemn and sad over the impeachment of the president. So that's the hypocrisy runs deep in this whole thing. And one of them before that said, if this impeachment don't work this time, there'll be another impeachment coming later. So the hypocrisy runs so deep in this whole thing. And Alan Dershowitz, he he is an ACLU guy, 
very liberal, and he said he was going to do the same for Hillary Clinton if she won, if the Republicans tried to impeach her. He was going to defend her. In fact, the book he wrote, he had to change the name in the defense of Hillary Clinton. He changed it in defense of Trump. So he's a, he has a, a very even view on this whole thing, very level-headed liberal who was going to vote for Hillary Clinton. He's not really a Trumper at all, but he is right on the constitutional part of this whole thing. That's where he stands. You can't impeach Trump on on politics alone. And he was accused, he, while he lost most of his liberal friends, he's not invited to any of the big social gatherings. He's sort of an outcast. And none of that's true. It's all in the accusations about his affair and his impropriety sexual encounters. It's another smear campaign now against Allen because of his defending of the President of the United States. They, they hate <laughs> The liberals are turning on him because of his proper view of the Constitution. So the hypocrisy runs real deep. Okay. Well, Alan Dershowitz is, uh, was accused by somebody. That much is clear. Whether it got more play because of his support of President Trump, he, I mean, you he, could certainly argue that. But you know, one thing's for sure, Alan Dershowitz, or, I'm sorry, defended Jeffrey Epstein. That much we know for sure. And everybody has a right to a fair right, trial. Right, yeah, I keep hearing he that. Yeah. defend. Yeah, it's part of what we guarantee in this country. He's defending himself <laughs> soon, too, later on this case. He has a whole oh, we got to take lawyers. another call. All right, we're good to go. Thank you so much, Dan. You guys have a great day. You Thank too, Dan. You take care. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. One of our listeners uh, text says, "Mark, please tell us how President Trump abused his power. Be specific, not CNN and leftist Democrat talking points." All right, we'll do those. Oh, I'm waiting to hear. I'm, I'm waiting to hear. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. I was catching up on my reading of the paper, and I came across an article about the census hiring, and something in the article was very troubling to me, which was a more than $10 difference in pay, depending upon, in our region, which county you were working in. I, I find that very troubling. What? Why would it be that you'd make $26.50 if you're a census worker in Montour County? But if you're a census worker in Snyder County, where I live, you only make $14.50. What? Yes. <laughs> they said that they pay them based on where they live. That, uh, for example, um, in Northumberland, you would get paid $15.50 an hour. And in Union County, you would get paid $17.50 an hour. I'm going to go to Montour. Snyder County, you would get paid fourteen fifty. I just can't, for the life of me, understand why there would be such a disparity in that. Well, well then, let's not take the census in Snyder County. We'll show them. <laughs> I don't think that's really an option, Joe. Yeah, that's not a but good I, solution. I, I don't, you know, when there's so much talk about equity and uh, in pay, just imagine what this does. So, 
would it be true that a man taking working for the census in Montour County makes almost twice as much as a woman doing it in my county? Yes. Yes, it would actually be true. But I can't, for the life of me, think of a rationale for why a woman in Snyder County would get paid 1450 but a man or woman in Montour County would get paid $26.50 Maybe it has hour. to do with the price of homes or something. I or, can't, but I, there are fewer I people in Montour County. There are fewer people in Montour County. There'd be less people to count. Exactly. <laughs> it's only going to take 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, I just think that's very troubling. And, uh, and they've made it very public, so obviously it's not some kind of conspiracy. But how does the government come up with this kind of nonsense? I, that's just beyond me. I mean, I do understand that across the country, for example, you might get paid more in California where it costs more to live. But I can't believe that Snyder County is the cheapest place to live, that people working in my county should get shortchanged. I, I don't believe that for a minute. Well, no, if you want to live inexpensively, homes are very reasonable in and around Shemokin in that region. Well, yeah. that's Northumberland. They get paid more than us. <laughs> Can you buy a house for 20000 bucks? a decent house for 20000 bucks in uh, Snyder County? No. No, absolutely not. But uh, so. what does that have to do with how much you get paid for Oh, I'm just saying doors? maybe that's what they re I thought maybe they could use home prices because in Danville, home prices are expensive. But, you know, once you get out into the rural areas of Montour County, um, home prices normalize. And they're probably about the same in, in rural Montour County. They're probably about the same in the Washingtonville region as they are in Mount Pleasant Mills. Well, but Cindy's point is there's no logical reason. There's nothing you can point to and say this is the reason why, and I agree with her. I can't think of anything. Well, there's, I'm sure the government has should, a reason. Why should people get paid more to do the census any place around me than the people who live in my county? That's uh, just ridiculous. And not a little bit. I mean, we're talking $12 an hour difference from Montour County to Snyder County. What do you and think that's th absurd. I'm not going to quibble 25 cents here, 25 cents there, but this is a huge disparity. And this is my tax dollars being used to do this. wonder what they get in Philadelphia County. Oh, I can just imagine. $40, $50 an hour, I'm sure. Probably. So. Okay, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to take a break for the CBS News. Then we will come back. I'll explain how the president abused his power. I will be waiting. You can't wait for that. Okay, I'm going to have to look up this answer. I, I, I just got a text from my CNN leftist Democratic talking point provider, so we're going to be good to go. This is WKOK Sunburst. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me. Mo, Mr. Joe McGranahan, Mayor of Shemokin Dam. He's uh, a Hall of Fame broadcaster and he's a noted emeritus numismatist. numismatist. And uh, so for that, we're grateful that he's finally received that recognition. He's not any good at it, but he's done it for 50 <laughs> years and so you get a plaque. 
Trek. So that's good for him. All right. And Rob Center, the fabulous producer, on the mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us now, 1-800-795-9565. If you'd like to weigh in on these topics related to impeachment and the president's uh, obvious abuse of power, uh, call in now, 1-800-795-9565. Is it impeachable? Joe and I are in 100% full agreement that uh, even, well, Joe would say, even if he did do the quid pro quo, it wasn't impeachable. And uh, I say it was real and it was abuse of power, but not impeachable. So what's your view? Call us now. I just want to get the Senate trial over with so we can move on to his next impeachment. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We also had a little conversation in the first half hour about uh, Jeffrey Epstein and one of the accusers who says Alan Dershowitz was an individual who had sex with an underage individual. So uh, that is a, well, it's not exactly a taint because it's probably about the least covered of all of the Epstein-connected allegations. And, of course, Prince Andrew is helping to bring down the entire royal family along (laughs) with uh, Harry. So there's there's a little tie-in to all that. So uh, call us now, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We have one email related to the impeachment, so we'll read that, and one text related to impeachment. We'll read that in a moment. A snow squall left a quick inch or two in Mount Carmel this morning, which left a highway closed to trucks. Authorities in Northumberland County said that a section of Route 54 in Natalie Mountain is still closed to trucks and will be for several hours. PennDOT posted signs indicating the closure is underway. No crashes were reported during that overnight snow squall on the ultra-steep section of Natalie Mountain in Northumberland County. A biology professor from Bucknell says thanks to the Australian fire, uh, there were some rare plants that will be co- plants that will become extinct when the wildfires are out. Chris Martin discusses biodiversity, and Dr. Martin says there's many species in Australia we don't even know about yet. There's so much out there still, and in Australia, where we do a lot of our work, the, the current estimates are that uh, something like 70% of all the species in Australia haven't been described, right? They're still out there waiting for people to find them and give mm-hmm. them a name. Dr. Martin was on WKOK Sunrise recently talking about this, the biodiversity of Australia being reduced, and the land will be uh, significantly altered for a century to come. In Harrisburg, legislation to amend Pennsylvania's constitution that could cut short the Democratic majority on the U.S., or check that, the state Supreme Court, it is advancing through the Republican-controlled legislature. Final approval of the constitutional change could land in front of voters next May, not this May, but next May in 2021. It's a tight timeline, but it's possible with concerted action in Harrisburg. The crux of the Republican Penn constitutional amendment is this. Instead of Supreme Court justices and appellate court justices uh, running for 10-year terms in statewide elections, they would run for the seats in judicial districts where they live. Democrats call it a scheme to gerrymander the court. Supporters say it would simply create more geographic and ideological diversity on the bench. So we can talk a little bit more about that as the show progressives. I think this is the Republicans. The, the Republicans have no clothes on this one. It's obvious that this is a gerrymandering attempt. But oh, brother, most, keep up your editorial Most comments. people like Joe favorite, so you don't, you're not opposed to it. So I, I think a lot of Republicans in the middle portion of Pennsylvania would say, fine, gerrymander away. Let's get some How Republicans How is it gerrymandering to guarantee diversity? Gerrymandering would be allowing the current system where it's mostly Philadelphia and Pittsburgh judges to continue. Look, the law allowing is the, law the entire is the law. state 
state to have a say. The law is the law is the law. It doesn't matter where you come from. So. No, all right. I'm sorry you don't like Philadelphia Gee, thank lawyers. You, all right, you pla- like Philadelphia lawyers? They're members of the Bar Association. <laughs> As we're about to be reminded, I'm right. sure. And finally, Governor Tom Wolf says he will follow through on his plan to close another state prison despite opposition. Wolf's administration made the announcement after it carried out the required hearings on its plan. The move was announced originally in August as a cost-cutting step amid a declining inmate population and rising prison costs. The plan was criticized by corrections officers, union, and state lawmakers whose districts surround retreat state prison. Treats about 10 miles west of Wilkesbury has 400 employees and about 940 inmates. The administration says the closing could occur in four months at an annual savings of $40 million to the state budget. Those are the news headlines. Call us now on impeachment, where we are, or we can talk about this constitutional amendment uh, that, of course, Joe and Republican lawmakers around here favor because it will definitely hurt uh, uh, people. one 800 I can hardly wait to hear you explain how it's going to hurt people. Well, we've talked about it. Dale, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting through the news headlines. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say, how long have we been going on with this impeachment? Too long. A couple of two, three years. Yeah, okay, well, you know, uh, Obama's eight years compared to Trump's three years. We have 80% more larger government, 50 more percent budgets, higher budgets, and the poverty is the biggest it's ever been. So, I mean, poverty. like I said, yeah, the po- poverty level right now is at the highest, and billionaires are crying. That they, billionaires got so much money, they're crying, they say, we should just... Uh, declare a state emergency on the economy. Well, I mean, what do they complain about? Don't they like money? What, why are they? What, what billionaires are crying? I, I'm not familiar with any of this. Ah, uh, there's like six of them saying that. They're saying that there's just it's unfair. Now they got so much money, it, it, they just have nowhere to put it. So basically, what it is is just a war between China and the United States. So they're just reeling in all this capital because they know the billionaires don't spend their money; they invest it. And they know that uh, poor people waste it on, on Chinese goods and, you know, waste their money. But uh, that's basically a communist country, if you if you look at it, with uh, how large Trump made this government and the budgets. I mean, no, there's no other president in American history had a government this large, <laughs> this fast. And, I mean, you, you can dispute that. I mean, you can, but the numbers are there. And there's more homeless people since uh, the early 60s. So that 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 that's the media don't really push out that out them facts. But uh, like I said, there is billionaires saying that we should declare a state emergency. But like I said, this is all a war between China and the United States. They're trying to keep the dollar from from uh, from losing its uh, standard. Which uh, which billionaires are pushing for a state of emergency? I'm not familiar with this. I haven't heard anyone call for it. Uh, what's the Democratic candidate? Uh, Steyer? Tom yeah, Steyer? Steyer? Yeah, he, he's, he's calling for a state climate. of emergency. He related to climate, yep. Yep, yep. And, but not and, to and where to put his money. Basically, <laughs> it, probably is, it probably is a climate thing. Probably want to pe- stop people from uh, buying, you know, things that destroy the economy. And All right. Carbon. But the whole thing is they should just come out with the truth instead of just, you know, putting our tax dollars through the ringer. I mean, don't economy in this country, the whole objective for them is to make 
government larger and more powerful this way if there is uprising and people have no no choice. So I guess so. Yeah, he's a communist. Trump's dead communist. Hey, okay. Trump's a communist. Okay. I, That's that explains I, I it all. The, by the numbers that he's putting up and, and the budget that he's doing, he spent more money than uh, Barack Obama, three times more money than Barack Obama in three years than he did in, uh, Obama did in eight years. So yeah, I mean, he's not exactly a, a, a fiscally conservative president. All yeah, right, thank you so yeah, much, he's Dale. A com- he's a communist. Right. <laughs> I got you. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate President Trump is a communist. You heard it here first, folks. All right. So you wanted to read this letter. You go right ahead. Yes. Um, one of our listeners um, doesn't exactly like Dan's views. He says, day after day, week after week, you allow Dan to come on and spew his brainwashed Fox News nonsense about Trump. How come no reaction, discussion, or correction from either of you? Is this a talk show or just a format for Trump supporters to day after day talk up this corrupt president no matter matter what. By remaining mute, I assume you agree with all the nonsense talk presented by Dan on a daily basis. Actually, we allow people to express their opinions on this program. That's what it's all about. We allowed you to express yours. You'd be more than welcome to call us and express your opinion in greater detail and point out exactly where you think Dan is wrong. But, Dan, uh, we accord everybody the right to call in. Now, sometimes we question them. I mean, as with our past caller who uh, espoused some rather unusual notions that the president was a communist, we're going to question him about that. But basically, if someone calls in and has a comment they want to make, we allow them the right to make that comment. We don't interrupt them or editorialize on them until we at least give them a chance to make their point. All right. Well, and I think uh, there's certainly things Dan says that I disagree with, but I'd, I'd like to hear all of his remarks. Uh, I think we have, he really pointed out about a half a dozen important points that Republicans hold near and dear to through this impeachment process. I think we have probably dissected, argued, chatted about, and had everybody on all sides call in on all dozen or half dozen throughout the, the time. You know, we don't interrupt them specifically. But uh, I think we've talked about all of that. But we would invite the letter writer, hey, call in and and tell him that he's full of it and that these are the (laughs) empirical points that you don't like rather than just, you know, that you don't agree with his remarks. Well, I mean, to say that he's spewing Fox nonsense is fine, but what exactly do you dispute? (laughs) You know, we can't can't question you. That that was the only part of the letter that's right. What, spewing Fox (laughs) nonsense? (laughs) I'm just just kidding because I know Dan's still out there. So, no, he's a good egg. All right, uh, Mark, please. Please tell us how President Trump abused his powers. Well, this is very simple. And be specific, not CNN and leftist Democrat talking points. You forgot the rest of it. Okay, so the president puts a hold on aid to the Ukraine so that it won't be distributed until and unless they investigate Joe Biden. So he called him up and said, I need a favor. I want you to invest Joe, investigate Joe Biden so that next year when I am able to run against Joe, or when Joe's just running, that he has the taint of an investigation underway in the Ukraine that relates to Hunter. President so, didn't say any of those things. Well, no, it's all implied. It, this is the implication. This is the, the way that he abused powers. He certainly did hold put a hold on the aid. Was there an investigation? Did they get the aid? No, they did get the aid because was the, there whistleblower, an investigation? No, the whistleblower came forward before they could was there an get investigation? the investigation started. Okay, so none of this happened. Well, the, yes, the aid was what held do you call and then something released. That, what do you call something that the people aid was say held. happened that didn't? You call that a hoax. So, okay, so Joe... <laughs> 
look, it's like a bank robbery. If, if, if you rob a bank at gunpoint and then you stand out by the front door and the cops arrive and you say, okay, 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 never mind, I'm not going to rob the bank, and you go back in with the bags of money, are you still charged with bank robbery? Of course sure. you are. But if you the stand outside the bank, if you stand outside this, the bank. And therefore, he released the aid because a whistleblower came forward. Look at the exact time frame. You find the whistleblower comes forward, then the aid is released because the president learned, and as many of his advisors and people on the phone call that were shocked to hear, he got caught doing the quid pro quo, okay. and so therefore, he released the money. Now, I'm standing outside that bank, and you walk by me, and I say, Mark, I'm thinking about robbing this bank. Okay. You walk in and say, hey, the guy out there says he's thinking about robbing this bank. Okay. The cops are called. They come. What happens? Well, Nothing. no, the money's gone. The money. No, no, no. I didn't rob the bank. I didn't well, even no, go in. I, I just stood outside that. and right. said I was thinking about Actually, doing that's it. That's probably terroristic threats, but in any event, uh, I no, th- it's a terroristic threat. Uh, you could be lying. Okay, I'm speculating. That's right. Okay, so maybe it isn't. You know more about this, the nuance of charges than I do, as a man in charge of a police department. The terroristic threats. I I know about them. Okay. I'm going to rip your ear off. That's a terroristic threat. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pull the beans out of my ears. I'm pull the beans out of your ears one way or the other. <laughs> Physically. But in any event, uh, th- look, the the president put a hold on the money. He, he did the phone call, at which time he announced the quid pro quo subtly. And then he said, and he won't release an exact transcript of the entire phone call, incidentally. And then he got caught because the whistleblower and other people who were agog on the phone call came forward afterward. And so he released the money. So uh, there was no investigation that I know of anyway. And one wasn't necessary because the president was caught. So if this had, that's an abuse of power. But if this had gone on, uh, you know, the President Zelensky would have had some dirt on the president that he could use later. So this year, he would blackmail him and say, look, I'm going to come forward with her little quid pro quo if you don't would, give me more millions of dollars. Would an abuse of power be something like, let's say, uh, suspending the writ of habeas corpus and throwing people in jail without the opportunity to get out? Would that be would that be it? Well, not under the press, the right circumstances. Okay. Well, Abraham Lincoln did that during the Civil War, and many people well, thought he should be impeached for it. Well, you can think that, but they didn't do it. President uh, Roosevelt threw the Japanese people in, into internment camps. You know, so was that a, an, a, an abuse of power? Under the circumstances, no. Okay, so what circumstances are acceptable and what circumstances aren't? And who decides where that line is drawn? Well, the president is not permitted to tamper with our elections by withholding aid from a country that he needs to investigate or he would like to investigate again, one of his political as I've, rivals. I've asked you before, suppose that he had, they had announced the investigation months ago. This would have been, what, two years ago? Mm, something like something that. Something like that. Two years ago, a year and a half ago, something like that. Okay. What would have happened? Joe Biden is not leading in all the polls. He is not the designated candidate, presumptive nominee of the Democratic Party. Well, at the time, it was very much talked about as somebody who was going to run. That's all. He's just going to He wasn't to be even a, running at the time. So you're saying because Joe, because it turned out that Joe wasn't the leader in, in the race in, in the early polls in Iowa, it's not a crime. You can no. tamper with the what election unless you, it's not a contender. What I'm telling you is that for this to be a quid pro quo, the president has to have actually received something of value. What did he receive of value? Well, nothing, because okay, he, got, there you caught. Have he the got caught before he could do it. Doesn't matter. He received nothing of value. Oh, that's true. So no crime, no foul. Yeah, you were robbing the bank at gunpoint, but the cops arrived before you got the money, so therefore there's no crime, because uh, you got caught before the money was handed that over. That is a terrible analogy. No, it's a perfect analogy with your th- Going thing. into a bank with a gun is a crime in and of itself. Okay. The president got on a phone call, which is his job. He is investigating. 
investigating corruption, which is his job, when we're handing away billions of dollars. If we're going into the bank with a gun and not getting any money. <laughs> Read these quickly, please. All right. My family dispute over Trump is crazy. He is a lawless liar, stupid, and racist president, in my opinion. Another one says, Trump is heartless and will do anything for me, 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 well, me. that's the same person as the Oh, other same one. person. And then finally he says, all roads lead to Putin, and after holding the money, Russia attacks the Ukraine. Okay. All right. So those are the sum total of our texts and emails. If you wish to discuss the impeachment trial that starts tomorrow, call us immediately. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. All four lines are open on the impeachment topic. We're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, we'll either finish this conversation or start up a new one. We can talk about this Pennsylvania constitutional amendment that's significant is going to hurt Pennsylvanians in a wide range of ways, oh. so we'll talk about that. Yeah, I would be interested in hearing the ways it's going to hurt people. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. The open line, the open text line is 70236. Uh, text Connect system, incidentally, is our method of notifying you when there's breaking national or local news, closed roads, or weather warnings. Uh, you simply sign up at WKOK.com. Our Text Connect sign up is right on the WKOK.com homepage where it says connect with us. That's one of the ways we connect with you. Twitter, Facebook, uh, emails or other ways. Uh, but Text Connect system is uses your cell phone or pager and you can send us messages. It's two-way communication. <laughs> we tell you about closed roads, breaking news, um, tornadic weather, dead celebrities, you name it. That's what we use Text Connect for. So we would invite you to uh, sign up at uh, WKOK.com. Uh, Joe, emails, please. Right. One of our emailers says, Trump is taking credit for the economy. The economy is cyclical. Because of Bush working with Obama, the United States weather the last downslide better than other countries. Trump is riding an economic upwave that was coming anyway. Okay? I'm not so certain Bush worked with Obama. According to Obama, he saved us from Bush. Wasn't that what he said? Well, and they worked. To, they did work together on that enormous bailout, that multi-trillion dollar bailout that was agreed okay. upon. So, But uh, what was that, 2008? Yeah, 2008 when uh, President Clinton, or President Obama took office. Uh, 
but I think it was Obama's administration that actually signed it, or the very end of the Bush administration. But in any event, um, it is cyclical, and they say it goes in eight-year cycles, but this particular upgrade is way over eight years. So, um, I mean, the president, as he does claim, can enjoy some ownership of keeping it going. He certainly hasn't done anything that slowed it down, and President Obama could wisely claim that most of it was under his administration, but uh, it's longer than the normal cycle. This, I think they're accurately pointing out that the economy is cyclical, but uh, this is longer. This is a bigger boom and a longer one than most. All right. I hear you tap dancing over there. Well, I'm just telling people <laughs> that's the truth. Okay. Uh, Than says, in response to a discussion we had on Thursday about New Jersey schools starting LGBTQ lessons, I say the New Jersey school system is teaching acceptance. I'm so proud of Joe that he is tolerant of people unlike himself. Thank you so much. We all appreciate it. Laughing out loud. Yeah, really. <laughs> My point was that we start with tolerance and we grow into acceptance. Oh, brother. All right. Well, I realize you want everything to start. We'll all be singing Kumbaya and uh, marching around with flowers in our gun barrels. Stan, you're on the mark. <laughs> Are you okay, buddy? So, so, so Mark, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm here just we go. Eating. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> mark, 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 mark. So, so t- Mark, please tell me, you mean it's an abuse of power to actually enforce the law? You know, that's what Trump was doing. No, he that's was what he, trying uh, to he, get to the bottom of corruption. No, <laughs> he came that up with that lie afterwards. Between <laughs> the past vice president threatening to withhold their aid unless they did what he did. Oh, the classic example of quid pro quo. And they did it. They fired a prosecutor investigating the company that his son was working for. Now, that is an abuse of power. Now, Trump, with the treaty that we have between Ukraine and U.S., passed in the law by the, state, the Congress and the Senate, and signed by, I don't know whether it was Obama or Bush, that uh, the Ukraines would help root out corruption in their country between the two countries. Right, that's, that's a good... following the law. That's an, a good excuse that he came up with after the fact. That wasn't why he was oh, doing things all okay. along. But he's using all that right. as the excuse, right? It, it's it's a thin excuse anyway. But in any event, the whole impeachment <laughs> is thin. You know, I, I said before, I don't think this particular abuse of power is impeachable, and it certainly has been common in years past to make sure that aid is either held up or doubled in the, for good allies and good helpers who are on the same page you. But you realize you're not making sense. You say this particular abuse of power is not impeachable. Any abuse of power would be impeachable if there actually was an abuse of power. Okay, so no matter what. Okay, well, that's fine then. Then impeach him. Uh, Let's actually, get it over actually, with. Actually, abuse of power, there's no there's no statute for abuse of power. <laughs> Thank you. There's, a, there, there's statutes for breaking the law, you know, laws, but he hasn't broken any law. He's following the law by right. asking and, and, you know, demanding that, you know, the corruption is found and taken care of within a country that's going to get taxpayer dollars. Gotcha. But you don't so buy it. I, I don't understand. You know, we're, we're, we're this corrupt. And then the other one's corruption of, uh, what is it? Ob- obstruction of how, Congress. How, obstruction of Congress. It. Right. So, but because they wouldn't let the, the, the courts take care of this in a timely manner, because Trump says, no, take me to court, which is his right, for the papers that they wanted, and since they didn't want to let that go through in a timely manner, they said that he's he's obstructing the work of Congress. Well, I do believe that we've had past presidents, I'm not going to name any names, past presidents do the same thing. 
you know, claim executive privilege, Congress sues, goes to court, the court determines one way or the other. But that's so, the whole argument is ridiculous, Stan, because the president has the power to veto legislation, which would certainly be obstructing the Congress. If the Congress passed a <laughs> bill and the president vetoed it, he's obstructing Congress. <laughs> yep, okay, you're right. <laughs> Yep, that, that's right. It happens every time there's a veto written on a on a on a on a piece of legislation. So yeah, you know, I guess they all can be impeached then, right? I would think you could make that argument. I've never heard of the charge <laughs> of impeach, uh, you know, uh, uh, impeding Congress. So what? That's a political yeah, process. Yeah, you know, they they just they just need to throw something up against the wall, see what would stick, and they think this will. Well, I, I'm sorry, they're just so so full of themselves. If they actually had a crime, they would have put it in an in impeachment, you well, know, actually, in the impeachment papers. If they're throwing it against the wall, they're probably not full of it anymore. <laughs> well, that is what they're throwing against the wall, but okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stan. Thanks for checking in. Right. Take care, Stan. Thank you. Bye. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, one of our listeners sends a note that relates to Pennsylvania's much-needed constitutional amendment. Well, now you're calling They're it much not needed. needed a not few me- yeah, not needed. I'm sorry. You're having a little trouble deciding what side you're on today. No, Your I know back which has side to be I'm sore on, from the flip-flops. No, I know which side I'm on. All right. Cindy said a plan to amend the Pennsylvania Constitution is moving forward. Instead of Supreme Court justices and appellate court judges running for 10-year terms in statewide elections, they would run for the seats in judicial districts where they live. I think this is an excellent plan. I hope it makes its way to the ballot for voter approval in the years ahead. Well, if you're going to divide the state into, what, seven sections? Well, I don't know how many. You don't, you don't live in one-seventh of the state. You might live in your own judicial district. This is going to gerrymander the Supreme How? Court and the Superior Court because the same way that they were going to try to put uh, the state representative up in... First of all, do you think gerrymandering is a good idea? I think it's a political exercise that takes place all over the country by both Republicans and Democrats. And excesses of it should be curbed. Okay, good. Well, they're going to excessively gerrymander Pennsylvania so that only Republicans can get elected, minus Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, of course. So there'll be two Supreme Court justices and uh, maybe... probably two uh, superior court justices. And but if they are supposed to be blind with respect to pol- political considerations, why would that matter? Well, that's an excellent question. If you assume <laughs> that the justices are blind, why do you have to change that we elect because them statewide? We wa- because we have we have a a shortage of representation in the center part of the state. We have all Pittsburgh, mostly Pittsburgh and Philadelphia yeah, justice, judges. Wait, justice is blind, though. What difference does it make where you come from? Because we're trying to balance the court. With what? With geographic considerations. Yeah, okay, so we so do you're that. We, a, we do that in the United States. We have 50 states. So we have representatives from each 50 states. We don't elect them at all, all so from New York or Philadelphia. A judge in Conshohocken picks up this piece of paper, and it's says, On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. But one in Trout Run in rural Pennsylvania picks it up and reads it, and it actually sounds like this. On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. What difference does it make if the law is the law is the law? Who cares where you come from? The Constitution's the same Constitution. But aren't you worried about an imbalance of of, uh, political thought being all from one part of the state or two parts of the state? I think that 
would is a, a consideration, but the voters are in charge of putting the people in there. If the majority of the voters select those judges, that's the the state's will and the way that we've been we should do it. But you you don't even care that they're going to gerrymander the judges so that there'll be a disproportionate number of. How is that gerrymandering? Because they're going to make judicial districts that will be odd-shaped in such a manner as to favor Republicans. How do you know that's the way it'll happen? That's you don't know that that's the way it's going to happen. You, They might come up with a very fair and equitable process. And it could be challenged if they don't. It could be challenged in the courts the same way it was Joe, before. Joe, 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 repeat after me. I trust the I GOP, trust in, the GOP Harrisburg. in Harrisburg. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> well, you told me to repeat after right. you. Do you trust the GOP in Harrisburg to do the right thing? I think that they have been chastened by the last Supreme Court ruling, and I think they will try to be more... Um, Chase, less chasable. Well, I think they will become more amenable to amenable to uh, different different uh, modes of operation, if All you will. Right. I see this as a charade to get uh, fewer Democrats on the state Supreme and Superior Court. Joe says this is a perfectly reasonable way to get uh, geographic diversity on the court. What's our audience's opinion about this? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, House and Senate Republicans in Harrisburg would like to change the way we elect a statewide judges for you Superior, su- 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 superior Sup- uh, Supreme, and Commonwealth Court judges so that it's done in judicial districts that they draw up. Now, remember, they're in charge of drawing the districts. Okay, but let's take politics out of Should the center we do of this for or just not? a second. 1-800-795-9565. If you think that's a good idea, I say it's obviously an attempt to gerrymander the state's appellate courts. Anybody can see through it. And okay, if, and if the Republicans in Harrisburg did it, I don't get, trust them. You don't them. get the whole 90 minutes. 1-800. <laughs> Let me just finish this thought before you go. Okay. Is it not a good idea to have a balance between rural and urban opinions on the court? Absolutely. Forget the politics. Okay, All sure. right, we don't have rural opinions on the court. We have all urban opinions. All right, and we have such a great track record of the Republicans in Harrisburg being unable to do what you just described, come up with true balance. They gerrymander everything so that it is unequal and unfair, and and precisely the opposite of what you described. And the Democrats in, in Maryland do the same thing there, and if the Democrats <laughs> were in charge here, they'd do the same thing. Exactly. That's why But that doesn't mean that the courts have held that the last uh, congressional seats were gerrymandered, and they changed them. Right. They got, and I think they that got the, caught if with the Republicans their, try that again, they'll get caught again. They got caught with their foot in the cookie jar as one of... What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd hate to see anybody's foot in the cookie no, jar. No, one of... I heard that analogy over the weekend. That the president got caught with his foot in the cookie jar. I think it was on MSNBC. Well, I guess that implies he's <laughs> such a slob, he'd stick his foot in the cookie jar. I think they were blending... What do they call it? Mixed metaphor. Mixed metaphor. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Pennsylvania Constitution, change it so that uh, the House, or so that uh, judicial districts elect our Superior Court judges. It certainly sounds plausible on face value, but uh, what do you say? 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We've talked quite a bit about impeachment and a little bit about the state constitutional proposal to ruin the Supreme and Superior Courts in Pennsylvania, which Joe Don't forget Commonwealth Court. Going to ruin that, too, right? Well, All three of them. Apparently. Yeah, and how... So... 
you haven't seen the proposal for the judicial districts, but they would slice the Pennsylvania, you know, nine ways. I don't think they've actually created the districts yet. What they have no. said is set a mechanism to create the districts as part of the legislation. Exactly. So what their hope would be to create the, the state in such a way so that the big H, what is it, the T in the, the middle T. of Pen- the T in the middle of Pennsylvania uh, would be pulling the strings instead of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh on these courts. All right, enough about that. A double endorsement from the New York Times. Yeah, I love this. The New York Times editorial board endorsed both uh, Warren, Elizabeth Warren, and Amy Klobuchar for president. The New York Times announced late Sunday that its editorial board was breaking from convention and will endorse two candidates for president in 2020, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. The paper's endorsement has traditionally been one of the most coveted for a Democratic politician. The editorial board wrote that in choosing these two candidates, it it recognizes that both radical and realist models should be considered. The paper said it spent more than 12 hours with the candidates before coming to its conclusion. Uh, the paper called Warren a gifted storyteller, which I think is like saying she's a creative liar. Well, that's funny that they would use that phrase when uh, lying is is like her. They don't. Call, they call they call President Trump a liar. They call Elizabeth Warren a gifted storyteller, who has emerged as a standard bearer for the Democratic left. The editorial board called her path to the White House challenging but not hard to envision. Warren reposted the article joking, so I guess Amy Klobuchar and I are both now both undefeated in both elections and the New York Times endorsement. Klobuchar was described as the standard bearer for the party's center. The paper gushed that she is the very definition of Midwestern charisma, grit, and stick-to-activity. Mm, yeah, she'd be a great president, and Elizabeth Warren would be a great vice president. And the paper pointed out that her goals of slashing childhood poverty achieve 100% net zero emissions by 2050, and her push for a more robust public opinion option in health care uh, are moderate approaches to governing that would make a, her a formidable deal maker in Washington. What do they say about Joe Biden? You'd think they well, would have endorsed said, there's him. A neg- there's a negative. Oh. Reports on how she treats her staff gave us pause, but she pledged to do better in the future. What did she do, whip them? Uh, I think she's verbally uh, Abusive? pretty pointed at them. Really? No. I, I mean, I don't think it's, you know, like terrible name-calling or something. I think she's pretty forceful and maybe using adjectives to describe them the way, you know, the president does. You know, sleepy, lazy. <laughs> lazy, dumb, yeah. stupid, those words. Those kind of things. Right. But okay. in any event, okay, what's it say about Joe Biden? Well, they, they should have picked him because he's, well, they he's leading a, in they the polls. They said a few things about him. Wait a second. I, I think they said he's old, white, and sleepy. Joe Biden, the former vice president who continues to lead in polls, but his agenda does not go so far or go far enough on issues like climate and health care, the board wrote. The editorial board also wrote that Senator Bernie Sanders appeared to have missed his moment. The paper pointed out that he would be 79 when he's sworn in and has recently suffered a heart attack. His health is a serious concern. The paper said it's looking forward to watching South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg develop as a politician, but said it was impressed with his resume. It also pointed out that he never won more than 11,000 votes. The paper <laughs> said it hopes Andrew Yang, the entrepreneur, will continue to work in politics and recommended looking to New York to get started. Where's Buttigieg Mayor? Now, South Bend, Indiana, he's no longer mayor there. He resigned. But, but uh, he only needed 11,000 votes to win there. That's such a tiny town. Yeah, it is a tiny <laughs> town. <laughs> it's like Williamsport. But 11,000 well, 11, votes would get you a, almost a unanimous vote in Williamsport. <laughs> 
Mm, yeah, I don't know how many registered. I think there's about 30,000 people in Williamsport right, proper. Probably not more than 11,000 ever vote total. No, no. And then Michael Bloomberg, the millionaire former mayor, who the editorial board endorsed twice, falls short of the editorial board's aspirations for 2020. Who? I'm sorry, I missed the first sentence. Michael Bloomberg. Okay, thank you. The editorial pointed out through issues like barring his own media company from investigating him and his refusal to let women who sign non-disclosure settlements speak to the media. The paper said his campaign approach reveals more about America's broken system than his likelihood of fixing it. All right. Well, he's viewed as being ultra, ultra liberal also. Well, more pragmatically liberal than some. You know, he certainly is a, mm-hmm. was a better mayor than the guy we got up there now. You know, I think uh, I think Michael Bloomberg, at least as an entrepreneur, he understands business. And not as good as Rudy Giuliani as a mayor. Well, no. No one was as good as Rudy. Well, if he got us through, a, got them through a crisis, so that he gets a lot of credit for that. Although he's gone loco since then, but that's another topic. You can't argue with that. He's so you gone have loco, no, has he? Well, don't you think? No, Holy I don't smoke. think so. What, how would you describe? Well, anyway, we're off track here. He's, Let's his get job back to now the editorial. Is a political operative. Okay. I, I like the editorial. That's a good way to go about it because I do think that they're both super candidates and they're both electable. Uh, certainly, Elizabeth Warren's storytelling is giving us pause. She's a gift. Storyteller. Oh, isn't that a funny way to go about it? When t- telling things that are untrue is l- going to be like the biggest thing that and people are going to use against Don't you find it interesting? Her. They always label President Trump as a liar. He lied about this. He lied about that. But Elizabeth well, Warren is a gifted storyteller. There's a big difference between the president's lies, which is virtually every sentence, and Elizabeth Warren's, which who, is virtually every other sentence, which is once a day. <laughs> the president is once a breath, and she's once a day. So. But they, they, it's like endorsing Abbott and Costello. One's the comedian, <laughs> one's the straight man. Now, Amy Klobuchar is the real deal. If she's not, I don't think she could get elected because I don't think she's well-known enough yet. I don't know. I just don't see her having the... Uh, the, the the gumption to stand up to the president. I, uh, no, gumption is well, not the right second. word. To be assertive enough on the stage with him, uh, you know. Said she has midwestern so. charisma, grit, and stick to itiveness. Right, but uh, up against President Trump, you know, with the name calling and the hovering, you know, when he stands behind you and he he does that thing where he's breathing right behind you and stuff. Uh, that's very off-putting to people. So uh, I would think. But anyway, well, she, but maybe she would do great if under she's those gritty, circumstances. She might turn around and say, Donald said down. All right, well, that'd be fine. And if and if he doesn't, she'll keep saying it because she has stick to it. And if Hillary had done that, maybe she would be president today. Remember Foster Furman's book about I do stick to activity or stick to activity works. I think was the title mm-hmm. of that. I think that's it. Stick to itiveness. No, I think it was stick to itiveness. I thought it was stick to activity. I don't know. We have a signed copy in the building. I'll, I have a I'll copy go, at home, I'll, too. I'll, I'll, it. I'll look it up. <laughs> so, All right. In any event, okay, if folks want to weigh in on this, the New York Times doubled endorsement of two of the individuals who are running on the Democratic ticket for president of the United States. Uh, could we have the election today? Does it matter who is the nominee on the Democratic side? Well, I think that I mean, nobody's um, going to vote for the president who doesn't like is. him, and nobody's going to vote for the Democrat who likes the president. So let's just do this. <laughs> let's expedite this. We'll do the Senate impeachment and the presidential vote tomorrow. Uh, and then we can just take the rest of the year off. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. The talk show would suffer, I guess. Yeah. All right. We'll prolong this all year then. <laughs> 
All right, 1-800-795-9565. Double endorsement from the New York Times, plus our remarks about each of the candidates and their, uh, boy, just uh, super insightful reference to Elizabeth Warren as being a great storyteller. Um, it doesn't get any better than this. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, as both a Democrat from Conshohocken and a Republican from Trout Run have already indicated, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Find out lots more about them at sunburymotors.com. That's where they invite you to visit the Quick Lane online, make your appointment. That way you can go to the Quick Lane and get all kinds of service on all kinds of vehicles, state inspections. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. They have a body shop there where they can um, paint your body and make sure that your body's uh, whatever color you want. And let's see what else can they do there. they got a great big uh, truck garage there and a little tiny smart car bay, and they'll take good care of you. They are open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. They have online specials there, or you can build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specification. Uh, you can also link to and check out the Carfax for pre-owned vehicles and the brand-new pictures of Every vehicle that they have at the Sunbury Motor Company, they get the photos online at sunburymotors.com. If you cannot find a car or truck that is perfect for you at sunburymotors.com, well, then you don't need a new car. So check They don't out. make them if you can't find them there. Right. It just doesn't exist. Right. I want a uh, Ford Ranger with the monster truck lift kit already on it with a 19-foot bed and 30-inch tires. And then one of these days, if your wife is really nice, she'll let you get it. Yeah, I've already gotten the official whatever from her. So the official whatever. Oh, yeah. that's dangerous. That's a that's a green light at my house. So uh, let's see. Texts. When Joe, a woman please. says whatever, that's not a good sign. Okay. All right. Uh, one of our texters says they say because he doesn't take a salary, he's wonderful. Well, he gets millions using his properties and flying around on taxpayers' money, uh, far more than his elected wages. Uh, the same texter says the United States needs a new person. Well, new people are born every day, okay? And then I wonder, is he being president and not taking a pay tax write-off? I don't think you can take a write-off if you don't <laughs> accept your paycheck. Mm. But it is a. it would be a charitable donation. Right, he pays. Well, but they're not really deductible anymore. Uh, and and today, is it tomorrow or today? It's today. Yeah, it's today, today is the gun rights state rally of in Virginia. In Richmond, Virginia. State of emergency? Right, the governor declared a state of oh, emergency okay. because uh, all the advocates on both sides of the gun and uh, white supremacy issues are um, converging on Richmond. So he didn't want a repeat of a couple of years ago where there were skirmishes and that kind Well, of I thing. think there was actually some white supremacists who were supposedly going to attend the rally. I think he was concerned about that. Them. Right. And I, mean, I think you can have. I said you we're can coming have, too. You can have a whole group of gun people who support the Second Amendment and gun rights would, could be there, and it would be entirely peaceful. Or the other way around, a, a, a huge rally for just individuals who are advocates for common sense changes in gun laws that would make us safer. And like Senator Toomey could lead the rally, and uh, that would be peaceful too, as long as nobody else showed up. <laughs> Well, the problem is other people do show up. Right, the counter-protesters. Well, I mean, there, there are three laws that they're being proposed in Virginia. One is universal background checks. The other would might close down indoor gun ranges, which I don't understand at all. And the third, what was the third one? The third one, oh, universal background What's checks. What's wrong with an indoor gun range? I don't know, but the, one of the laws would stop it. Oh, and um, limiting gun purchases to one a month. 
That seems odd to me. Does why does somebody have to purchase more than one gun a month? Why would you restrict somebody from buying one a, one a month? What's wrong with that? If you're, I know, I know people who have hundreds of guns. They just love them and they buy them and sell them and keep them. They're not dealers. They're private individuals. They inherited. They inherited. Let's suppose you inherited seventy from each of your parents, and then you have seventy, and somebody else, uh, you know, you buy some other ones. Uh, some some people, and they're mostly men, buy and sell guns for a hobby and collect them and keep them and lock them up. Well, if they do that much business, well, shouldn't they have a license to be a registered dealer? I, I think at some point, because of the frequency of purchases, you probably do have to have some sort of approvals. But uh, you do a background check every single time you buy one of them. You, and if you go into the same gun shop every single day and buy another gun, then you do not have to. You, you, don't, you, don't get any, you don't get any break. You have to fill out the form every single time, and they got to call it in every single time. So then why, what's the difference? If I want to buy five in one day... One of our listeners says the indoor gun range ban is aimed squarely at the NRA and their range and headquarters. Oh, they have an indoor gun range at the NRA headquarters in <laughs> Richmond. <laughs> that's funny. Well, obviously, that's a, a well, little I bit Well, I can't understand unfair. why that would be a concern to anybody. I mean, that is a place where you go to responsibly use a firearm. Right. Yeah, they, I've been to an indoor gun range one time, and it's pretty interesting. It's fun. It's super loud, so you have to wear your hearing protection Well, and many police use commercial indoor firing ranges to qualify. I think Williamsport Police some have their train own. indoors. I, I think they have something set up at the, uh, the bus area where the River Valley. Well, that doesn't transit. make sense to me. I have no problem with the universal background checks. I mean, that's probably one of the more reasonable things that can be done. But uh, limiting the number of handguns seems like a reasonable thing to me. Although, if you told me I could only buy one coin a, a day, I might be upset. One of our good textures <laughs> says, "Bill Town Cops or the Police Department in Williamsport, if you don't mind." Uh, talked about the idea of their own gun range, but never did it. Okay. Says one of our good regional officers. Well, Thank th- you. We'll find out how this rally goes. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. You're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. It's time for the Dan Patrick Show.